like to welcome you to the Navigating Blinders podcast. And on today's show, we have members of the Indie Thunder Beatball team. How you guys doing? Great. All right. Cool. I wanted to bring you guys on the podcast because I know beatball season is coming up. And I know you guys want to drive for five. So I wanted to really talk to you guys about, you know, the championships and your whole work ethic and beatball and how you guys got to winning four championships. I don't want to know the secret right there. So I'm, I just wanted to bring you guys on the podcast. Really just, I said, to just learn more about beatball and just really expose the world to beatball and how individuals who are blind or visually impaired play the game. So I'm going to start with you, Mr. Booker. Darnell, can you tell me your role here in the uh, Thunder? I'm the general manager and coach of the team. Um, been here ever since the inception, since 2000, of the Indy Thunder. Okay. All right, next to you. I'm Lisa Gilchrist. I'm a spotter for Indy Thunder. I'm Tyler Rodriguez. I play in like right field, and uh, I'm probably the liveliest one on the field. I'm Jared Woodard, and I'm pitcher and assistant coach for the Thunder. Kyle Lewis, team captain, currently the best batter in the world. All right. At 8-10. For another couple of months. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to start with you, Mr. Darnell Booker. So, um, Booker, you are the coach of the Indy Thunder. How long have you been coaching the Thunder, you said? Uh, well, I've been coaching the Thunder for a long time. I was assistant coach for a few years with Ron Brown. He was the coach, and then I came back to coaching. So, like I said, since... Since the team started, I've been either the assistant coach or the head coach. Okay. Okay. So, what made you want to uh, coach, or even before you started coaching, were you a player on the team? Or no, I, I, not really. I just really coached and pitched a lot, and mm-hmm. um, I like because I've been coaching a lot all my life. I've coached different sports like um, wrestling, um, so I, I think coaching is in my blood. So, I like to coach a lot of stuff. So. Just pretty much been around sports all my life. Just pretty much, and I played the sport when we had another team here called the Indianapolis Eagles in uh-huh. the mid '80s to about '90, and we won a World Series in 1990. I won it as a player in 1990, and uh, uh, we uh, <clears throat> we our team that team was around for a couple of years in the '90s, and then we just played with different teams from Chicago and mm-hmm. around Indianapolis, and then in the year 2000, you know, I just started the team, so and it's been real successful, you know. But we've, we've had a we've had a great run, and this is our twentieth year. Um, twenty years as of January of twenty twenty. So, Jared, uh, what is beatball for those who may be unfamiliar with the sport? What is beatball? So, beat baseball is basically an adapted version of baseball for people who are blind and visually impaired. Mm-hmm. Um, the the ball beeps and the bases buzz, and so uh, there's no second base, and so basically the goal. Uh, once you hit the ball and put it in play, is to get to the base before the defense picks up the ball. They don't have to throw it first or anything. They just have to maintain control of it away from the body off the ground. Uh, and if it's, it's a race. So whoever, if he gets the ball first in the defense, it's an out. If they get to the base first uh, and touch it, which is 100 feet away, then it's a run. Okay. So they have to actually just grab it, have control of it before that player gets to that base. So does an individual know what base they're going to be uh, going to prior? I, I wonder whether they know what base to go to. No, it is it is random. So okay. when when contact is made with the ball, um, 
a base operator flips on a switch to turn on either first or third. Uh-huh. And then basically what happens is if that base does not come on right as contact is made with it, then the player can call late base. Yeah. Um, so if there's a delay from the time they hit it to the time the base comes on, that's actually called a, a equipment malfunction. And uh-huh. so then it can be a replay um, if the if the hitter's ability to score a run is hampered by the base coming on late. So Kyle, the best batter in the world. Uh, how, how long have you been actually uh, playing the game with B-ball? Uh, Ten years. I started in, well, it was my senior year in high school. So just this will be my 11th season going into Ames, Iowa this year. So uh, why, what made you want to uh, get involved with B-ball? Uh, well, my, my brother, my older brother, Michael, played on the team. Uh, he talked me into going, and Lisa picked me up every time uh, and drug me out there. And I was horrible. It was bad. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, Tyler, uh, Tyler, how long have you been playing the game with B-Ball? Uh, this is my seventh season playing. It's my fifth season on Indie Thunder. Uh, I originally uh, played my first two years in Chicago on the Chicago team. Okay. And then eventually we moved over here and it's the three since then. Oh, so you've been on a winning team ever since you came over, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, this is your sixth season with the Thunder. Okay. You played 15. Yeah, you were. Oh, you, oh yeah. You were yeah. in 15. Yeah, there was there was one uh, season before okay. Jerry and all of them came on that we didn't win. Okay. Top 10 though. Yeah. So what made you want to uh, play the game of beatball? Well, uh, I played little league when I was younger. Like I could see a lot better when I was younger. Yes. And like uh, when I first started beatball, I could see like 2020. And, like, my vision just gradually got worse due to hot thumbs in the eye. Okay. And, like, eventually, it's just a way how my family kind of bonded over the summer because yeah. my brothers uh, are involved and my mom's been involved for, like, 12 years or so. And it's just, like, we've grown up around it. Okay. So, Lisa, let's get to you. You are a spotter on the team. I am. So, tell me, what does a uh, spotter actually do um, in the game of beatball? The spotter, uh, we stand out with the defense, mm-hmm. um, and when the ball is hit by the batter, I will call up a number. Um, we have uh, six zones, uh, one through six on the right side and one through six on the uh, left side. Okay. And I stand out there and call the number and get the heck out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then once you say, okay, zone one, Everybody that's in the outfield will go to his own one or try to grab the ball. So uh, I'm curious. So if it's a fly ball, how? What does people usually do when it's a fly ball? If it's a fly ball, say it's in and it's in a three zone, I'll be like three, depending on how how hard it's hit or how far. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, that it depends on. Oh, That's okay. how I make my call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know you're louder than that out there. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, I'm so much people, louder. <laughs> in, in addition to that, we do work as a unit as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, Lisa, as a spotter, gives us the first indication of where to go. And then the people in front, uh, who the ball is, if it goes over their head, can pass that information on to the guys behind them as well. So that the further the ball travels on the field, the more information the last line of defense has. Okay. Um, so hopefully by the time, if it gets out there, they have as much information as possible. So you might hear the ball rolling or it's skipping or it's bouncing or it's okay. okay, that's good to know. Now, I know that the batters are all blindfolded, correct? And the fielder. Yeah. And the fielder. Okay, so I wanted to ask that the fielder is blindfolded as well. So 
everybody's on the same playing field. Right, because, okay. you know, um, basically the qualifications is visually impaired. Yeah. So um, even whether you're visually impaired, legally blind, uh, all of the above, you have to wear a so my question, I was just thinking about this before I came downstairs today. So what if a person has never actually seen a game of baseball? So how would you teach them how to swing a bat or to catch a ground ball? Like, how would you work with an individual like that? Well, for somebody who who has been blind since birth, um, typically they, they pick up on defense pretty well. I mean, they, their auditory skills are, are pretty fine-tuned. So um, as far as hitting techniques, it's really just – for instance, right now, we, we're working in the games. You know, every Sunday yeah. we have um, indoor practice to work on hitting. And so it's working hands-on with them to teach them the techniques of swinging, mm-hmm. um, which can be difficult if they have never seen the game, you know, yeah. of, of beat baseball. Um, or even, for instance, we have somebody who uh, is from Pakistan originally and played cricket a lot. And so okay. his swing is influenced by his cricket, cricket swing, basically. Okay. So um, it just varies person to person. Some people are naturally have a, a good swing from either seeing it or or just a good, you know, awareness of their body. So, uh, Darnell? Yes. All right. So, what um, – I know the games are not usually played on a typical diamond as a, uh, you know, regular baseball game. So, what are the uh, b-ball games played on? We play our games on soccer fields. Or we play them in the outfield of a baseball diamond, but it's pretty much all natural grass that we play our, our game on. And uh, so, and, and the fields are all lined, like in a, in a baseball type. Uh, image and because the bases are like on, we only have two bases first and third and um, they're 10 feet off the fair line mm-hmm. and uh, like I said Jared said the bases are random and they're 100 feet from home plate so and the reason why they're in foul territory so it avoids collisions you know, yeah they're also good. 10 feet off the foul yeah okay so these bases are like tall or are they they're about four foot tackling dummies okay for, yeah okay okay I just wanted to get a better uh, description of what these bases look like and the balls are how big are the balls? They're sixteen inch softballs. Sixteen inch softballs. You can't just go buy on that Mike's uh Dicks or something. Like right. That. No, actually, no. we only have one producer of baseballs uh, in the world. Actually, wow. So. Wow, that's another line of business. We might diversification. Diversification. Yes. 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 Okay. Cool. Cool. So uh, one thing I did understand about beat baseball is that the uh, audience has to be quiet. Can you talk to me about why the audience has to be quiet, Cal? Well, it's most important uh, to be quiet when you're playing beat baseball mm-hmm. until the play is over. And you can be as loud as you want. Yeah. Uh, because the ball beeps, the bases buzz, and we're all using our ears and our voices to communicate and to track everything. And, and collisions can and will happen, especially if there's a lot more background noise. Um, and it's not always necessarily just the fans watching. Uh, any obstacles that could be out there, roadways with semi-trucks going on it, overpass large walls with echoes, lots of things that can change the, uh, the sound of it's important to be able to use your ears to be able to figure out where you're at and what's around you. Great. Lisa, talk to me about um, the importance of uh, volunteerism in b-ball. The volunteers are very important. Um, really, we wouldn't be able to, or we wouldn't be able to do it without the volunteers. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's spotting or catching, um, getting water for the team, um, running people to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But it's just we're just it's just such a big family. We, uh, you know, it's a really great environment. So when does the season start, Darnell? Um, January. After we have our organizational meeting, like the first Saturday in January, we start 
We're getting ready for the season with uh, voluntary batting practice every Sunday, the first Sunday. It's really from January to like the end of August, you know, September, because we have some exhibition things that we do after the World Series. So basically from January to like I say September, we're done. So um, far as with the um, season, when does um, you guys play your first scrimmage game? Uh, we have a scrimmage. Uh, we have a beak ball weekend coming up in the first, like April 3rd through the 5th, and we scrimmage okay. the edge on the 5th. But our actual season starts um, in June with our kicks off with our tournament, uh, June's uh, 6th and 7th at North Central High School. Then we go to Chicago. Then we just picked up a tournament where we're going to go to Philly, uh, Philadelphia at the end of June. And then we have Champagne, and then we have the World Series in July. So, so we're um, busy. <laughs> So talk to me a little bit about, I know you got a lot of things, you travel, you guys travel a lot. I know the expenses are related to that. So talk to me about, you know, fundraising and, um, you know, sponsorship. Well, it's very important. Without without sponsors, we could not do this program, this sport. Sponsors are very, very important um, financially, in kind. Um, so what our team does is we have a donation letter and we also have brochures and we just, uh, you know, I've, you know, we give some. I guess into the team and everything like that. So and I try to take the lead on things. And if they, you know, always we try to tell you, it, it takes it's a lot of hard work, but yeah. it, it's it's worth it because these guys put in a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. The spotters, the volunteers, from from top to bottom, our organization is the chemistry is really great. But you know, like I said, that's why I don't mind doing all the fundraising and then having our team help, having our board help. We have a board of directors. We have everything from top to bottom. We have our captains on the field that leads the team. So, you know, these guys put in a lot of work. So that's why fundraising is, you know, I try to do what I can. And I'm sure the other teams try to, the players try to give me leads to do, to get some potential dollars and everything. So whether it be in kind of financial, it's real important that without those things coming in, we could not have this sport. And speaking of that, actually, um, Bosma, you know, is and has been, that sponsor of ours for a very long time. So, um, yeah, not just not just our team, but um, also yeah. the other Indianapolis team, the Indy Edge. Um, each year they have, have provided, you know, financial donations as well as just providing volunteers to help us set up for our tournament um, yeah. to get the tents and the fields and everything set up uh, yeah. and, you know, participating in our golf outing and things yeah. like that. Um, so, you know, it's much, it's much appreciated and – uh, you know, it does it does help us uh, a lot to be able to to play not just our tournaments, but make it to the World Series and everything else. Because you guys actually play teams from across the world as well, correct? Correct. Yeah. 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 So this is not just something that's local here in Indiana. This is actually you know nationwide. It's something that's gaining a lot and, of And it's international right too. International. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think what in the last few years we've had uh, there's a couple different teams that have come from Taiwan, um, uh, a Dominican yeah. Republic team, Canada. Canada. Yeah. Um, and you know we we're working on getting other teams from like Argentina to come as well. So, so Tyler, what are you looking uh, forward to for the with this season coming up? Well, uh, I've been preparing like in the weight room, so I'm really looking forward to uh, on getting a World Series award because I'm like the only one in the starting lineup that hasn't gotten one yet. So that's a goal. Come on, man. Uh, you got to get him in the start uh, line. He's man. in there. Oh, he's just got to. Yeah, I'm the only uh, only start. person in the starting lineup that hasn't gotten like an offensive award or like a defensive award okay. in the series. I said that before, before him. So I'm, just, I'm looking forward to Some hopefully getting over that hump and yeah. getting an MVP this year. 
One of the places the best well, that we, in the world. Uh, <laughs> last year, we brought home the uh, offensive MVP, the defensive MVP, uh, the fastest man in the league, the right. championship. Uh, pitcher spotter. Did we get runner up? Pitcher, yeah. runner up. Pitcher, pitcher catcher. Pitcher catcher. Uh, uh, we got the runner up beside, beside you, which is cool. The only thing we didn't get was the spotters. But that was mostly all on the defense's fault. Uh, right. So. <laughs> Ooh, cool. uh, it'd be great to keep it going. I don't yeah, care who's the number one spot as long as we can take it home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got all the awards in the Thunder, man. Yes. I might have to jump on the bandwagon. Any another play go. Three home range. No, uh, but cool, cool. Well, definitely, definitely. I wanted to, you know, really learn more about the game. And I, one thing I do want to point out that the um, pitcher is actually on the team, the same team. So you guys work closely Part of you, Jared, you work closely with the batters and stuff like that to make sure that you get the timing down correct, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's actually kind of the part of our season that we're in right now where, mm-hmm. um, you know, being in the Midwest, we focus, like, we're indoors January, February, March. And yeah. so we don't go outdoors until April. Um, and so when we're indoors, we focus on hitting and getting that timing and that chemistry and fixing mm-hmm. swings and things. Um, and so... Uh, yeah, it's it's basically a cadence, and, and there's a lot of trust like between the the hitter and the pitcher, like not just to not hit somebody with the ball, but also to you know in a, in a tight spot, for instance, in a close game, like I trust that you know Tyler or Kyle swing's going to be there and and work pitch opposed to giving a different swing, you know, because it's easy to, to get anxious and excited and overswing or underswing and those things. So so it's, it's important to note when swinging that the main job for a batter these two jobs is consistency and timing. If you swing at your knees, you swing at your knees every time. Try to get in the same place at the proper timing based off the cadence. If you swing across your shoulders, it's all about staying consistent to give your pitcher uh, the, the the target he needs to hit. So the pitcher is going to bring the ball to the bat. Your job is to make sure the bat doesn't move up and down when you're swinging consistently over the course of the week or weekend or even practice, depending on what we're doing. So what will constitute a home run? You know, hit it out of the park. Or well, it has to be in the air, um, and the home run line is 170 feet, so yeah. it has to cross that line and in the air. Um, now, with that being said, in baseball, you know, um, in baseball, you expect there to be at least a home run a game most of the time, right? Yeah. Most of the time, yeah. it's going to be a home run. In beat baseball, that's that's not true. Um, actually, in the what the four years that we've been together. Our team, we've had one home run. Um, well, no. One, one true. One true. Dave called it. Well, that doesn't count. But how does it not count if the umpire said home run? <laughs> so the point is, home runs are few and far between, right? Okay. So, I mean, uh, at the World Series, there may be, let's see, if, if it was 18, so I mean, you're talking maybe 100 games that are played, and there's typically maybe two home runs if that hit at a World Series. One thing I want to touch on real quick is um, injuries. Are there a lot of injuries since we're, um, you know, you're out there in the outfield, you got balls flying, you got people running, chasing balls. Um, are the injuries minimum? It depends on the, you know, when the defense works together, the, you know, the, and the talking and the communication and when we, you know, competitiveness and we practice on the field defensively so every player knows every player's tendencies and they make sure, you know, you don't go back on the ball. It's all about the communication because once the spotter calls a particular zone, then the defense works together. And, you know, then, they, you know, but it's about practicing together. And you know, there is going to be collisions one sometimes, but they're very minimal if you know your teams, if you know who you're playing with on the field. 
as I, you know, as far as I don't know that I would say that there's a higher frequency of injuries related to having no vision on the field. Um, you know, your typical injury, somebody pulls a hamstring, runs right. into the base, yeah. or gets a cramp. Um, like, for instance, last year, T.Y. Tyler here uh, hurt his knee. So, I mean, those things happen, like, um, just like any other sport, just like baseball. I mean, in baseball, you even see collisions, yeah. you know. Oh, um, second baseman going to right field, and, and they run into each other. So, I don't know that it would be more We've never had one, at least on, and what, with Mariah and I out there, we're, we're very good. So there has not been one collision on my side. I don't think there's been a collision on her side either. I, I, we had somebody bumps, hit, but not yeah. like where you're really not. Yeah, because we'll scream out. stop, or we always try to not, make not, sure everybody's all safe. All that being said, it is very much a high contact sport. There is, uh, it's a very physical sport. You're throwing yourself on the ground. You run the risk of collision. Uh, when you hit the base, you hit the base. Um, it's not quite the same as baseball where you run over it. If you run over the base in beatball, you usually hit the ground. Uh, it's going to trip you up. So it is. Uh, it can be a very high contact and, and a physically demanding sport. Uh, whereas I don't think baseball quite is the same. Yeah, no. Uh, so I think there's a higher injury risk, but that's something as a unit and across the league that we see that, that we work to prevent. Uh, in addition to that, anyone uh, affiliated with the game has the opportunity to yell the magic word, which is stop. And when you hear the magic word, you stop. Uh, so then they'll determine whether or not who was at fault, if it was the offensive player, the defensive player, and award the out or run uh, accordingly. So, uh, but you I like, do have that safety net. I like what Kyle does. Kyle, every time he runs, he picks up the bag and takes it with him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't really crash into the base. Right. He gets to the base and he takes it out of the because there's a there's feet and then there's a little tall little thing that goes inside the base. Mm-hmm. So Kyle picks it up and runs. With so how many players on the team and is there an age limit? Um, there's really not an um, age. Well, we start like um, eighth, depending on like 14, 15, I think. But there's really not an age limit. So it depends on the roster. There's small rosters. There's big rosters. We have about 17 to 20 players So on our roster. Then that doesn't include the volunteers and stuff. So our team's about 40. Cool. To put that in perspective, there's six on the field. Yeah, there's nine. six. So yeah. If you have a DFDH, then you have seven in the starting lineup. So um, – most teams carry probably about 10 or 12. Uh, there are some bigger teams like ours, though. I think the Edge has a big team as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to be talking to the Edge later, so I'm not going to tell them y'all secrets or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Hard work and sweat. <laughs> well, cool. Well, I definitely want to thank you guys first for coming on the podcast today. And uh, hopefully, and I know you guys are going to do it. Drive for five is that's the that, mission. That's the slogan. Yeah, that's, that's the slogan. That's, that's the that. mission. So yes, yeah. So when when can they check you guys out on television? If they want to tune in in June, how can they check you guys uh, out for the scrimmage yeah, game? Well, this, in June we won't be up. There's one. Uh, okay, when we, June. Yeah, and June seventh is our championship game. We, we got to get there first. Okay. So okay. we're not. <laughs> so the the uh, championship game will be on the ISC Sports Network, and it's mm-hmm. uh, June seventh at eight ten. It'll also be shown live on Comcast. If you don't have direct TV or satellite, but it'll be on Comcast Channel 81. Um, and the game is on like, you know, on June 7th at uh, 8.10. And you can also uh, view it on the ISC app, the ISC Sports Network app as well. So, um, yeah, we'll be all over the place. You can also visit uh, Indy Thunder Beatball on Facebook. And, and I'm sure that as we get to that June 7th date, a link to the live stream as well as more information on the, the channel and everything will we'll be on. And you can check out our Instagram throughout the season. Get sneak peeks of what's going on behind the scenes. Get action, live okay. shots from practices, things of that nature as well. And you can follow us on Twitter at Thunder Beatball.
Thunder Beach. Well, so I know you guys got a scrimmage. You said at, at Northwest. Uh, Broad Ripple High School on April the 5th. April 5th at Broad Ripple the, High School? At, yeah, Broad Ripple Park. Broad Ripple Park. Okay. By, they're right by the tennis courts. It's in the back of the park. We scrimmage the edge Sunday morning around 9.30 on April 5th. April 5th, yeah. I better be in the place because I definitely want to check out the b-ball game. I'm going to be biased, though. So I'm not going to root for nobody. <laughs> 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 no, but I definitely want to thank you guys for coming on the podcast today and uh, shedding light on Blondish right now and giving us great information about B-Ball. If you guys want to learn uh, anything more about here at Bosma Enterprises, visit Bosma.org. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts and all social media channels. And I'll see you guys next week.